This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we are back to explore more from the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, feedback from our wonderful listeners, and our challenge of the week. Welcome back to Self Care Club the epilogue show. Hi and welcome to Friday's epilogue show where we're taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of asking for what you want. What is it? What is it? Should I say that? I don't know. If you replied no, I don't know what you want. What is it that you don't know? I know I don't know how to say that, but I know did what I you mean. Did I did I say that? If you oh, replied, right, right. If you no, replied no, no, I don't know what I want. <laughs> If you replied, no, I don't know what I want, then what else did you have to say about that? That's not how I said it, because it made sense when I replied, because a lot of people replied. Anyway, how are you feeling since we asked for what we wanted, Lauren? You still doing it? Okay, I've got a little little story for you. Nice. So my birthday is not till March. But my husband likes to be really, really organized with my birthday. Like sometimes he plans it oh, in that's October. So cute. It's really cute. But what I've learned over 20 odd years is to ask for what you want. Well, is that my birthday is really kind of like about what he he wants to do for me, which is lovely. But this year I just thought, mm, mm, is it? Well, because, because he's we know... so thoughtful and so sweet and he spends so much time planning and thinking about it and it's really lovely. But this year, I thought, he asked me, what, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I said, do you know what? I know exactly what I want to do. I want a really normal day and then I want to go, just go to work and then I want to go to this particular Chinese restaurant in the evening with my friends. Why? He went, well, why do you want to go there? We've been there before. I said, because I really like it and I really want to go there. He went, no, 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 you can see her like No, another... no, you don't want to do no, that. No, no, he was like, no, you can go and see her like another time. What friend? Hold on, else. what friend? No, just one friend. Oh. You can go and see her another time and, you know, you and me will go somewhere else. Okay. So I just let it go. I thought Why about would you it. let it go? I thought about it all day and I thought, no, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. This week is about asking for what you want. Well, it doesn't have to just be this week, by the way. It's a practice that we should cultivate throughout we our should, life. But I thought I should just, you know, lean into that. So I picked my moment and my moment was um, the evening that he had just come home from laser eye surgery and was on Valium. So he was really <laughs> like, Chill. really relaxed. <laughs> I said, hey, you know, my birthday, like, I, I, I know that you want to go away for the night, but I just, I just don't want to go away. Why not? I said, I just, I just don't. I just want to have a normal day and go to this restaurant. And, and, and that's what I want. And also it's, it's my, my birthday. 
But the thing is, the next day, I realised that... When he wasn't on Valium. he wasn't on the Valium anymore, he did not recall that conversation, nor any of the other conversations that we'd had that evening. But that's not a difficult conversation to it's have, is difficult, it? It's not difficult, but I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I just want what I want. You're a much better wife than I am. Oh, I you don't. are. I don't think I'm a better wife, but I just... Well, I just wouldn't be able to keep my mouth shut about that. So I would say that I... Tried. I, I tried, but I didn't really achieve. <laughs> well, funnily enough, Adam and I had a very similar conversation because yeah. my birthday's in February. How yes. bizarre. And he said to me last night, what do you want to do? For, where do you want to go for your birthday? Yeah. And I said... I want to go to Dubai. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's not at all high. I want to go to work and just go out for dinner. You want to go to Dubai. Okay. Yes, but as we discovered, I was better at the practice. Right, yes, that's true. Because that is really what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. And he said, I don't think that we're going to get to Dubai for your birthday. I was thinking more of just what kind of restaurant would you like to go to? Okay. Maybe I'll go to the Chinese that you want to Maybe go to. Maybe we should all go together and then at least I'll get to go. <laughs> So, are you what, okay? So, you're still struggling with it. Is it fair to say that? I would say it's definitely fair to say that. Aww. Yeah. I'm not particularly good at it, am I? I asked my husband if he thinks that I'm good at asking for what I want. And, and he was just like laughed and said, Uh, yeah, you are very clear in asking for what you want. Yeah. You are. I don't feel like I, I am in safe places as we've discussed, yes. but not everywhere. Yeah. I, I might give this conversation another, another go nearer the time. I think you should do what you want on your birthday. This birthday, you know, it's very entrenched and it also is to do with, I think, like how you grew up and how birthdays were celebrated. Because in my childhood and household, it was like, it's your birthday, mazel tov, you were born, here's a little party for you and here's a cake and here's a present. Like, yeah. that's it. Yeah. But in his family, it's like a big, a thing. big thing. So he always feels, I think, the pressure to make it a huge thing for me when I don't expect it or need it or want it. But it's very, very sweet. It's very thoughtful and it's done with great love. But I don't need it. It's not about need. It's about want. Okay, I don't right. really want it. <laughs> then that's a, then that is a different just, thing. I'm then really, that is a different thing. I'm a low key kind of gal. Okay, so you want a low key birthday? Yeah, really. So there low you go. Key. So that you have yeah. to ask for that. I don't. I want you to want be a whisked high, away. Man, I want a high to <laughs> Dubai, preferably business class. I want a seven class. star hotel. <laughs> I, do. I want a cake every night. I was. I on... want a. I want a parade on the beach. No, I don't care about the cake every night. I'm not bothered about that. As long as I can just be in my bikini in the heat with just my husband, no children, that would be amazing. Oh, you don't even want to take your children on this holiday? No. Oh wow. Okay. Good luck. I'm, I'm happy Good luck just, with that. I'm happy not to even take the husband. I'm happy just to go on my own. <laughs> I'll go with you. It could be our joint birthday treat. We'd have such a lovely time, oh, wouldn't we? We'd have a Maybe we could time. speak to some spa who wants to be featured on our show. Let's manifest the shit out of that. Come on, let's do that. And, and you know what? what? When we're there, we'll go yeah. to a Chinese restaurant. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get on to what our listeners have yes. to say? Okay, so I asked the listeners, do you know what you want? Yeah. Because I thought that was a good place to start. Yeah. Because not everybody does. Yeah. Go on. Give it a whirl of how many said, yes, I know what I want. A good 50-50. 34% said they, yes, they know what they want. Pathetic. 60, <laughs> 66% of our listeners do not know what they want. I'm not surprised by that at all. God. And What's then, wrong with all of us? What is wrong with all of us? Because we're not encouraged to tune in to asking for what we want because it is inconvenient in society. Finished. It's as simple as that. It's the same old shit. It's a bit depressing. Well, it is a bit depressing, but oh, it's nothing new. No, it's 
Nothing new. So then I asked, mm. if you replied yes, mm -hmm. if you, yes, you know what you want, mm -hmm. what is it? Mm -hmm. So then we had, um, Privet underscore Daria says, peace of mind and respect. That's nice. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. I want that too. Yeah. Juso Yano, I hope I've said that right, said a holiday. I am with oh you, God, by I the way. Really, I'd love a holiday. Nikki said time. Mm. I thought that was lovely. Mm. I'd like some time. Claire said a cleaner without being judged. Who's judging you for having a cleaner? Who is judging you? And uh, remove them from your life immediately. It's awful, isn't it? Like, and also, it's like you're paying someone to do a job. They want to do the job. It's not exploitation. I, exactly. Like, it's a perfectly and also, valid thing. And also, everybody, you know, people need to earn money at the moment. And they people, do. And everybody needs to earn a living. So what's wrong with employing somebody to do something you don't have the time or the energy to do? And who's giving you a gold medal for cleaning the toilet? Oh, no one is giving you a gold. Literally and guess no what? One. The thing is with cleaning, which mm. we all learn in lockdown, mm. is that... The minute it's done, you've got to do it again. Yeah. It's a fucking relentless task. Yeah. So I say, Claire, Claire, get a cleaner. No judgment here. I Claire, have a cleaner. Think of it as an investment. Do you have a cleaner? I have a cleaner. Exactly. And, and let me I tell you something. love her. Let I me love her. She's the most valued member of my entire Correct. household. And when she couldn't come during lockdown, I missed her more than anyone else yes. in the whole <laughs> of world. Of course you did. Of course you did. We all I've did. I've never been so happy to see anyone in my life. <laughs> exactly. So, Claire, I hope that clears it up for you. I then asked, yep. if you replied no, you don't know what you want, mm. then what? I know what I don't want. One lady wrote, mm -hmm. I don't want children, much to everyone's disappointment. That is a big statement in a little sentence. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it's incredible that you know that you don't want that and you know that that's not your path and that's for you. And that's also, that's a difficult thing to stand in in society because it's unexpected and it's unconventional to not want that. And so many people have so much to say about it. Yeah. Listen, it's your uterus and it's your, your business and it ain't no And it's one your else's. life. And it's your life. And no one gets to say whether or not how you live it, whether that's having children, not having children, having a cleaner, not having a cleaner. Like, it is your life. And only you get to decide. Yes. Another lady said... I know I don't want a job that I don't feel any love or passion for just because I'm good at it. It pays well and is a, in inverted commas, good job. So I suppose what I do want is a job or business that I love and I'm passionate about and that doesn't bore me to tears or wish my days away like now. Mm. But I still don't know what that job is. Okay. Then she said she would quite like our job. Oh, <laughs> okay. Discuss with me. Well, just to say our job, I suppose, is a... Is it, would you class it as a good job in an inverted <laughs> well, commas? It depends what you class as a good well, job. Well, it certainly doesn't bore me to tears. It certainly doesn't make me want to wish my days away. I certainly do have love and passion for it, but I'm not going to be able to retire on it anytime soon. <laughs> Let's just say that. But that's interesting, isn't it? Just that definition of what a good job in inverted well, commas I think it actually means, means. Steady with a good salary and prospects. But also, yes, you can have all that. And it sounds like this lady does have that, yes. but doesn't have the love and the want and the desire for it. And mm. if you're doing that, that can be a very soulless thing to take part it in can, day after day. But even though, But even though it is deemed as a good, good job. job. But also very, very tough to just let, to let that go, go on a whim of, hey, I'm going to dump all this because I just want to do something that I feel really passionate about but I might not earn any money from. Do you know how many people have said to me, because I've you know, i been a hairdresser for 28 years, as you all know, and I've been trying to retire for about mm -hmm. four years from hairdressing yeah. and I still haven't managed to. No, I, would, I haven't managed to retire from doula work either. I've right, been trying for years. I'm semi-retired. Right. I don't do it nearly as much as I mm. used to. But then when I talk to people about that, of yes, I will eventually give it up. Mm. Oh, but you're so good at it. Mm. Oh, but mm. you're 
so talented. Oh, but you earn such a good living. But why would you give up? Well, I didn't start it last year. I've been doing it 28 years Mm. and it served me well. Yeah. But it's served me. We're done. Mm. Like it has run its course. Mm. But people can't seem to understand that I don't want to do that just because I'm good. I totally feel this woman. I do too. I really get where you're at. I think her way forward might be to try, try and figure out what that job is and then put some goals in place as to how to get there, which what is good. What a link, what a link. Because what next link. week, we're going to be looking at goal setting. Yeah. And I think that might be a good show for this lady. Yeah, I would agree. Nice, seamless link there. Thank you so much. My friend. Also, I would say to this woman, if you don't know what that job is, follow the energy. In what places in your life do you feel energised? In what places in your life do you feel tired and drained? Mm, love that. Like that? Mm. There you go. That's a real coachy thing, that love is. It. In fact, we should do a week of that. Okay. Following the energy. Camilla said, yes, but it can take me some time to act on it. Yes, I know what I want, but it can take me some time to act on it. Or I might feel guilty if I get it. Oh, Camilla, Lauren a... is feeling you on that I'm one. I'm feeling it and I'm hating it and yeah. I'm understanding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resonating heavily. Yep. So this guilt thing, if we actually get what we want, it's got to go. It's got to go. We've done a week on guilt. No, we were going to do a week called No Guilt. Yeah. But we didn't do that week, but we definitely have to do that week. I've got to do that. That's okay. a great week. Okay. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Neither would I. But we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll just feel guilty about not feeling guilty. Emma says she doesn't know what she wants until she's in the middle of it. Oh. Chloe said people to keep making me feel bad for saying no. Oh, that's what she doesn't want. Oh, right. She doesn't want people to that, keep... That's what it was. That's what oh, I okay. asked. Right. What is it that you don't want? Right. She doesn't want people to make her feel bad for saying no. So that okay. that is what our listeners had to say. Thank you so much okay. for writing in and again, being part of our polls and being part of the conversation because we love it when we get to discuss these practices with you in full. Should we get on to Challenge of the Week? Yes. The Self-Care Club Challenge of the Week. It's a very simple request this week, Clubbers. Figure out one thing <laughs> that you want then go out and ask for it. Yeah. And then part B is let us know what happened. Now, clubbers. Oh, we know- here we go. <laughs> it's a 2022 <laughs> nag. <laughs> oh, don't you fucking start calling me a nag. Okay. You don't think I've had that for the past God knows how many weeks from my family. I need it from you. Not. Can you rephrase that? It's a reminder. <laughs> Club is a gentle reminder. It's a gentle invitation. A a gentle invitation slash reminder. Slash nag. To feedback. Yeah, your challenge of the week. Because my my feeling is Mm. that clubbers, you are not doing your challenge of the week. Otherwise, we wouldn't know about it. Yeah. So, come on. First person to to write in for challenge of the week, what will we do? We will send them a self-care club water bottle. Oh, that's nice. There you go. Come on. All right, fine. Not the first person to write in. The best. The best response. The best response to asking for what you want. You are go- We are going to give away one of our self-care club water bottles. That is fantastic. Right, there you go. But you have to write in and let us know. You Otherwise, do. we can't send you the water bottle. No, okay, we will that help? Good. <laughs> Bribery and corruption works every time. <laughs> Let's kickstart Challenge of the Week for 2022. Okay, so that is our Asking for What You Want week in full again Thank you for being in touch and being part of the conversation. Please do keep your messages coming in. Please let us know about any of the challenges that you've tried or that you're going to try, any practices you'd like us to try. Just just come and chat with us because we love 
being in conversation with you. You can email us hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk or find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back with our wellness newsflash. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. Wellness News Flash. Oh, buckle up, Nicole. I, I, I saw this story and I just knew... Just sit back and relax. I just knew immediately you would have things to say about this week's Wellness I News I haven't Flash. read it, I promise. Okay. I've seen it in the drive, but I have not read it. Okay, it is from an article in the Washingtonian. Get ready for scalp Botox. I, I don't even know what that is. What is it? It is the latest development in Botox, injecting scalp the Botox. scalp with the paralysis-inducing toxin to prevent sweating and to prolong a salon blow-dry. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it sounds like the stuff of dermatological urban legend, or at least a vaguely scary detail from some science fiction novel about a beauty-obsessed future. That is not a thing, say those who hear about it. Oh, but it is a thing, and it's headed this way after catching on in offices in Midtown Manhattan. I've had a few patients for this treatment, says Elizabeth Tanzi, director of Capital Laser and Skincare in Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is a place and an actor? <laughs> uh, she is a clinical professor of dermatology at George Washington University Medical Center. It's a slow-building trend to this market, and it is happening. Botox has long been used to treat excessive sweating, most frequently in the armpits. And if it can stop sweating under the arms, why not 
on the scalp? That apparently was the question put to Dendi Engelman, the New York dermatologist often credited with doing the first procedure, probably by a female patient tired of spending $50 or more on weekly blow dries that were ruined in one sweaty 50-minute spin class. Yeah, I'm feeling that, yeah. It is certainly what we determine as an off-label usage for Botox, says Michael Olding, the head of plastic what surgery. What does off-label usage mean? Well, it means it's not what it was designed to do. Okay. Um, he is a plastic surgeon at GW Medical Centre. Botox is used off-label for other conditions, including episodic migraines. It is an interesting concept, but as with any new unstudied use, you should be aware of any potential complications, whether unlikely or not. So, what does this process entail? You've got to stick loads of needles in your scalp. Guess how many? It must be loads. 150. Ow! If you think about how many go in your forehead... I don't know. I would say it's probably about... 10 to 15 in your forehead. Right, and your head's massive compared to your forehead. Yeah, 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 yeah. 150 tiny injections of Botox are done to cover the scalp. The injections block communication between nerves and sweat glands, stopping the production of perspiration. It doesn't take long to do the injections, says Tansy. Absolutely kill. Oh, she estimates the whole head procedure is over in 15 minutes. The injections feel like a slight pinch, and any minor bruising is covered by your hair. Olding says sweat from the scalp should remain absent for six months, while Tansy says it can be gone for nine months. But because the process takes a hefty amount of Botox, the cost is steep. Go on, how much? Tansy and Olding estimate between $900 and $1,300 per treatment. That's a lot of Botox to not be able to see it. And also... Near your brain. I have so many problems. Anyway, let me finish. There are certain. But side you don't effects. like Botox no. anyway. There are certain side effects to consider. Olding says sweating helps our bodies regulate temperature. Without it, we'd overheat. If you block sweat from yes. coming off the top yes. of your head, yes. it's going to find a way out in another place. You'll, Where's it going to go? <laughs> You'll sweat elsewhere, says Olding. But the good news is, yeah, but you save your blow dry. Yeah. Since the part of your scalp with hair on it only makes up 3 to 4% of your body's total surface area, it will be a small amount of sweat. You may not notice it that much. What if it comes out of your eyes or something? How can sweat come out of your eyes? I think they call that tears. I don't know. <laughs> you just look like you're crying in your spin glass. He explains our bodies are designed to accommodate increased temperatures anyway. So as long as a patient isn't spending hours a day spinning off buckets of sweat, the lack of perspiration from the top of our heads shouldn't cause harm. Another potential upside to Botox injections in the scalp is stimulation of hair growth. Whilst medically results are inconclusive, some dermatologists say the shots can help promote activity at the follicle by relaxing muscles and increasing blood flow possibly causing hair to grow. Well, that would make sense. That would, would make sense. Well, yeah, because you're stimulating the follicle, aren't you? Mm. Asked if he'd recommend the procedure, Olding says, within reason, it's consumerism. And if there are consumers who want it and it's safe, then why not? Oh, Olding, I don't agree with that statement. That's like, let me just shove a load of fillers in your lips so you look fucking ridiculous because you want it, so I'll give it to you. Right. Don't like it, no. Talking from someone who goes to the gym most days and whose hair never survives a gym session. Yes. It is annoying that I have to wash and blow dry my hair pretty much every day. Luckily, though, you know how to do a professional blow dry. Yeah, and I can do it quickly. Yeah. But that, so, so it doesn't bother me so mm-hmm. much. But for that person that yeah. cannot do their own hair, and yeah. there are many, many women around still that cannot do their own hair, mm. I'm thinking this isn't such a terrible thing. 
It will save a blow dry. Is it just vanity to the extreme? Yes. Yeah. Of course, but isn't all of it? Isn't Botox uh, vanity, seems, vanity anyway? This just seems fucking insane. It's a to lot me. of money. Who's going to spend a, a grand just to save their blow but dry? If you're a person, I know there are these people who live in central London and twice a week go for a £50 blow dry that's then ruined. Actually, a grand isn't that much in comparison to what you're going to be saving. You know what I mean? Like if you have to then go every day. There are day. still many, many women that have mm. their hair blow dried and don't mm. blow dry their own hair. Many. But I know, but it's, uh, to me, it's just the most alien concept. Because you don't do it. But no. I mean, I've been surrounded by that all my life. To yeah, me, it's totally yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah. Like but, a, the once a week blow dry and they don't wash their hair in between. Totally normal yeah. thing in a woman's life. Yeah. I've made a living off of it. Yeah. So I'm telling you, there are punters that would be up for this. Well, that's what he's saying. If people want it, they can have it. And if it's safe, but it's inconclusive whether it is safe. And I agree with the, well, where is that sweat going? It's a lot of Botox. That's You know what what it makes me think? You know with your tumble dryer? Yeah. And there's like a vent that you never ever want to cover. Yeah. Because it it will then blow up. Yes. (laughs) Is it a bit like that? Where is the sweat going? Where's the heat? The heat's got to come out of you. And I don't think that blocking it sounds like a very good idea. I'm not going to be doing this now or ever. From a hairdressing, vanity, aesthetic perspective, I get it. Okay. And I think it's quite clever. Would you do it? No. No, because I can do my own hair and I would never spend that kind of money on all that Botox and you can't even see it. What a waste of Botox. It makes me feel really a little bit queasy. But then I do understand why people put it under their arms if they're like, re- I'm not a sweaty person. I'm not either. So for the people that do sweat and they get sweat patches, it, it's really horrible. I, I think that if, I get. Yeah, if you were a woman who had excessive or sweating issues or a man and like your clothes were permanently wet sweaty. and stained, that would be very embarrassing. But that... I, do you so, get that more than the hair? Because it really is the same that. thing. I do get No, it's not because that's not to... That's not to prolong a blow dry. That's because it's quite could be quite embarrassing. True to walk around with so the intention's different. I think so because it's unsightly. It's embarrassing. What I'm saying is, people have been botoxing their armpits for years, and it seems to be perfectly safe. Why is it different on the head? Although it's very near lymph glands, like just I don't know. I'm not comfortable. But you're also not not. someone that lives with sweat patches, and I'm 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 not not either. So we can't judge that one. That's true. Right. Can we have, before we move on to what we're doing for our own self-care, yeah. can we have a little discussion about where we're at mentally, emotionally, how everything is with COVID? Because things are difficult. And I didn't just want to overlook the fact that we are in some weird, prolonged, never-ending universe of restrictions and potential lockdowns yeah. and travel bans. Yeah. And life is difficult. Yeah. And I guess I just want to check in with you, see how you are, and just to catch up on that. Well, I feel a little bit like your friend Glennon Doyle. My friend Glennon yeah, Doyle? Your friend I wish Glennon. she was my friend. She says, just because you're over it doesn't mean it's over. <laughs> and I'm like really, so really wise. feeling that. You know, it's funny because you quote my friend a lot more than <laughs> I do. And so I'm thinking that you do have a little bit of a secret crush on Glennon. Oh, no. I definitely don't have a secret crush well, why'd on Glennon. why do you quote her then? She obviously speaks because to that, you. Because that did resonate with me. But you quote her a lot. Do I? Yeah. I definitely don't have a secret crush on her. Look, my mental health, thank God, is extremely stable and is always stable. And I hope will always remain stable. My tolerance is very low at the Isn't moment. Isn't that part and parcel of the same thing? My general tolerance. My motivation is low. I cannot imagine going on holiday ever. I cannot imagine leaving the country again ever. Like that 
whole thing has disappeared from my life and it's weird. Everything feels like a real effort. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And Christmas, oh, when I listened to our lovely Christmas show with Kate and I was so excited about going to my sister-in-law and having a wonderful Christmas day, the whole thing was trashed because they both got COVID a few mm. days before Christmas. So Christmas was a washout. Ah, uh, excuse me. What? Apart from coming to your house in the evening, which was very <laughs> lovely. What was not lovely was having to tell my little one that Christmas day was cancelled and the crying and the... It's oh, awful. It awful, awful, awful. awful. So I'm glad Christmas is over and done. Frankly, yep. I'm happy yep. Yep. to be rid of it. But I am finding it hard to step into a new year with a fresh, positive outlook when yeah. things actually feel just as shit yeah. as they did yeah. last year. Yeah. How, how are you? Uh, very, very, very similar. And yeah. someone came in the other day and said, oh, how are you? And I said, you know what? I'm just fed up. And they mm. said, why? What? <laughs> and I thought that was the weirdest question. I'm like, well, isn't it obvious? No. Oh. Well, then perhaps you're walking around asleep because the world's broken. It's been broken for two years. It's still broken and it doesn't look like it's fixing itself anytime soon. And you know what? I get to be fed up about that. Do you ever have like flashes of, oh my God, I can't believe what we've all been through? Well, we haven't all been through it because we're still going through it. But That's like, the funny when thing. we were all locked in our houses, do you ever have flashbacks back to that and you think that cannot be possible that we spent three months where we just sat in our house all day long together. You know, I had it a few weeks ago, two weeks before the kids broke up for Christmas hot break mm. and my little one had to homeschool for a week because yeah. there was an outbreak in the school. And that morning when I logged her onto Google Classroom yeah. and she was back at her desk yeah. and back in the fluffies and back at homeschooling and I cried. You had like PTSD. I it. had PTSD, yeah. it, it, but that was the first time that it had... A, that I realised how traumatised we all must be. And we don't even realise because we're still in fight or flight. Yes, We're still carrying on. We're still putting that foot forward because we don't have any choice. We've got to carry on with it. And I think we're going to be unpicking this for years. Decades. And forevermore, probably. And so I can't judge because we're still in it. And also the, the weirdest thing is I can't work out what was 2020... What was 2021? No. Because it's now all just a blur. blurred. I know pre-COVID and COVID. Yeah. I know if it's before COVID yeah. when the world was yeah. a brighter yeah. place. Yeah. But I cannot, I've got no concept of time anymore. Was it this summer? Was it last summer? Because it's all just blurred into one. The thing about this is, because it has been a collective trauma, yes. as in everyone has yes. been through it, yes. is isn't really anyone you can sit down with and go, this is my experience, I need to talk about it. Because everyone has experienced it in different levels, yeah, and to yeah. different degrees. Yeah. And that's why I think we're all so fucked up about it. And you, you're right, we are all still in that fight or flight survival, trucking on, trucking on, trucking on. But you can't, there's no time to sit down and process. No, because oh my God, this is what's You can't process, happening. exactly, you can't process yeah. anything. So it was only that moment when I, when she was sat there again and we'd gone back yeah. into the homeschooling yeah. that I realised, oh my God, there's going to be a lot of trauma here for for a lot. And look, look, I'm one of the lucky ones. I didn't lose my home. I yep, didn't lose a loved too. one. I didn't lose a business. Me too. You know, me it was too. very hard yep. for my husband, but we've pulled through and we're yep. okay. Yeah. So I don't have that sense of loss that so many other people will have to will have to manage mm. through all of it. Mm. My best friend had COVID really, really badly last week. I'm talking was passing out, was couldn't get out of bed for days. She mm. she it just floored her. Yeah. And today is her first day of freedom. Yeah. And she called me and she was literally like singing. She said, You don't know how good it feels to walk outside my front door and down the road to the shop. 
She said, I have never felt so grateful to be outside. Mm. And I thought, God, there is still so much to be grateful for. There is. We just take a lot of it for granted. It's like for her, who's been locked up and been so ill and has just... She said at one point she felt so ill she thought she was going to die. That is how, That's awful. That is how and ill she felt. she's triple jabbed. Triple jabbed. That is yeah. how ill she felt. So for her just to be living mm. and to be outside her front door was just an absolute joy today. Let's give our listeners a couple of things to look forward to this January then, after that no, depressing well. conversation. <laughs> well, well, what about some new TV and podcasts? Well, we've got some we've got well, we've got some nice podcasts coming up. Yes, we haven't do. we? Why don't you tell everyone about those first? We've got goal setting coming up. Yes. And we've got an amazing expert on next week, Adrian Herbert. She is an absolute legend and she's a huge face in the wellness world. So don't miss that because we've got three shows coming out next week, yep. which is going to be great yep. because we wanted to just gift it all to you because January is fucking miserable. It is. But we've got your back. It is. We've got a massive giveaway happening, the yep. Vaha mirror, yep. uh, the exercise mirror. So we've got the show coming out the week after that. I mean, we've got some great stuff happening on the show. It's it's going to be all right at Self Care Club. It's going to be fine. It's going We're going to be fine. And if you want to huddle down on your sofa, may I please recommend The Tourist, BBC iPlayer, Jamie Dornan. I mean, he's worth watching even if you have it on mute. I mean, even as a psychopath, I quite fancy him. I fancy him more as a psychopath. <laughs> and and in this one, he's got a beard. Double oh, win. Oh, I love a beard. Double win. A very British scandal. It's just three parts. It's glorious. Okay. Oh God, the costumes and the design in the homes and the castle. Oh, it's wonderful. The podcast, The Shrink Next Door, it has now been turned into a Netflix show with Paul Rudd and Will Farrell. Oh, Get I love on Paul it. Rudd. Okay. Good. Okay. And also, and if this doesn't cheer you up, you are dead inside. Brand new series of Queer Eye. Ah. In Texas. They're dressed as cowboys. It's the most homoerotic thing I've ever watched in my life. If I'm you, not a massive Queer Eye uh, fan. I, I mean, am a massive Queer Eye fan. But I mean, if you were a gay man, I can't even imagine how good this is to watch because they're all in their cowboy outfits and looking great. Okay, great. <laughs> and we started watching Too Close. No, Stay Close yes, last night on Netflix. Good. It's very gripping. Okay. It's very gripping. But my 11-year-old did keep coming in going, what are you watching? What's this about? What are you doing? So and it was, was a bit not, not appropriate for her. It's definitely not appropriate okay. for her, but it is good. I am also reading A Taste by Stanley Tucci, the actor. I like him. Has he oh, written a book? He's written a book. I have to say, there's something very sexy about Stanley Tucci. I agree. What he's is great it? Great actor. Great actor. I like a bald man. I do too. He's it's, a bit small for me. I've never seen how tall he is in the flesh, <laughs> but he's always impeccably dressed. Very handsome, very eloquent. So yes, this is it's yeah. like a memoir, but it's sort of a memoir about food because he grew up in an Italian-American family. Very. And it's a story of food as he grew up and through his life and interspersed with recipes. So it's right up my street. I'm absolutely loving it. Is there anything else you're doing for your self-care? I mean, mine has been totally shite. Absolutely nothing whatsoever. Okay. 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 That's the honest truth of it. No, but... When not you... beating myself up about not being some new year, new you freak. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> We're covering that in next week's show. Yeah, we are. Aren't we? Because yeah. that's just what I like to call it can be toxic positivity and it can just make you feel worse rather than better. So yeah. don't fall into that, clubbers. Yeah. We're yeah. not going to let you. Got your back on that one. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the epilogue show. We will be back on Tuesday. We apologize for the late start in January. We just needed to get. I don't know, we just needed to get our mojos back, didn't we, we Lauren? We needed that extra week. So thank you for your patience. We will be back every Tuesday and every Friday, as always. Look after yourselves, up your self-care. Don't be too blue in January. And we will be back with you on Tuesday. Bye-bye.